Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. Thanks for joining us. Today's message is titled, How to Finish What You Started. Last week, I encouraged you to finish what you start, but today, I just want to equip you on how to finish that which you started. God created us in His image. We are creating His image and likeness. So when God created us, He created us so that we could have His attributes, so that we could be like Him. And one of the things that God is, is God is a finisher. When He created the earth, I shared last Sunday, that when He created the earth, He finished everything that needed to be done and then at rest. Even Paul confirmed that to say, he who started a good thing in us will see it to its end. Glory to Jesus. And today, I just want to equip you. I want to give you a few points on how to finish that which you started. And our message is going to be anchored on Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. It reads as follows. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Glory to you, God. We thank you for your word this morning. May you be lifted up. May you speak to us in your word as you always do, King of glory. We lift up your name in Jesus' most precious name. Now, how do you finish that which you started? Number one, you throw off everything that hinders you. You throw off everything that hinders you. I said the other day, life is like a race. Now, when a runner gets ready to start a race, he makes sure that he is wearing the lightest gear, the lightest shoes, because anything heavy, anything that is not necessary for the race will prevent him from running and finishing his race well. So he will not put on his Wellington boots or his gum boots or put on a coat like I've put on one, but he will make sure that he gets the thinnest t-shirt the lightest shorts and the lightest shoes so that when he runs his race he is not burdened with heavy luggage he is running light so here the author is encouraging the Hebrews and is encouraging us to actually say finish what you start and if you're wanting to finish what you start you need to travel light you need to throw off you need to take off you need to throw away you need to set aside you need to remove everything that could possibly prevent you from running the race successfully now child of God as human beings 
we have this tendency of accumulating things of keeping things and thinking that maybe one day I will make use of this thing. Maybe one day, let me not give it away. Maybe one day I will use it. And you find that in our garages, in our houses, we've got things that we've kept in there that we haven't even used for a whole year, but we are still keeping them and thinking that one day we will make use of them. And the same applies with relationships. You keep relationships that you know that these relationships are toxic but you keep them hoping that maybe one day I will need this relationship maybe one day I will need this contact you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit tells you constantly says don't do this it is not according to God's will it is not God's desire for your life and there's a tendency to hold on to certain practices to hold on to certain activities hoping that maybe one day I will have to call on this one maybe one day so the author here in Hebrews say for you to finish the race you need to let go all the things that could hinder you. We need to let go of all the things that could prevent us from finishing the race. I gave the example of a runner. When he gets ready to run the race, he makes sure that there is nothing that could possibly entangle him. There are no boots, there is no coat that he's wearing, but he's wearing the lightest things. And I'm here to say to you, if you want to finish that which you started, make sure that you travel light. Make sure that you prioritize things. Don't just take everything. That is why, family, many people are throwing many balls. They've got so many balls in the air. They've got so many projects in the air. They are overwhelmed. There's so much that they need to do. And as a result of that, they end up not actually finishing any of those projects. I would say they become jack of all trades and master of none. Five years later, there's no project that they've finished. There's nothing that they've concluded because they've been carrying so many things. I'm saying to you, child of God, be careful not to carry things that you should not be carrying. Make sure that you prioritize things in your life. Don't just say yes to everything. If you're wanting to finish that which you started, make sure that you travel light. Make sure that you are not carrying everything. Make sure that you are only carrying that which you need. In the Bible, we hear the story of Jesus one day coming into the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And he gets there and he starts teaching. And Mary comes and sits at Jesus' feet. And Martha gets busy with all the preparation that needs to be done. And as a result, at one stage, she gets so frustrated that she comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, Jesus, do you not care? I'm so busy here, but look at my sister. She's sitting at your feet. 
should you not tell her to come and help her? And Jesus responds gently and humbly to Martha and says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Other version says, you are distracted by many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So here is Jesus assisting Martha and saying, Martha, you are carrying too many things. You need to let go of things. You are so busy with all of the things that need to be prepared. Focus, focus on the one thing that is important. Mary has identified that one thing that will secure a place in heaven. Something that is eternal. Something that will not be taken away from Martha, you are so concerned about the things that are temporal. By the time you have finished the preparation, this is my version, we've eaten two days later, would have forgotten that there was a Martha who was so busy doing things when Jesus was there preaching the word. So Jesus teaches Martha and says, you are busy with too many things that is why you are frustrated you can't even finish one thing and you are now coming and saying please tell mary to come and join me child of god i'm saying to you if you are wanting to see a thing that you started being finished make sure that you have your priorities right make sure that you focus on that thing don't take too many things along with you just take that one thing and focus on it and you will complete it jesus says i know that you are worried about what you will eat what you will drink or what you will wear these are earthly things but i'm saying to you don't worry god knows that you need those things because those things even the gentiles need them so make sure that you focus first you pay your attention first on the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you need shall be added to you. So Jesus is teaching here and is teaching us as well to actually say, don't focus on too many things. There are these things, God knows you need them. God knows that you need to have them. However, focus on the one thing. Focus on his kingdom. Focus on his righteousness. And all these things shall be given to you. Child of God, I'm saying to you, if you are desiring and wanting to see the completion of what you started, make sure that you don't overload your plate. Make sure that you don't have too many things. Focus on that one thing and make sure that you do it to the end. Don't start throwing too many balls. No, 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 no. Focus on that 
thing. Now, often as well, child of God, when we take projects, there's a tendency to always bring our past failures, our past regrets, our past challenges, our past disappointments into the project and say, you know, maybe even in this one, it will fail. Maybe even in this relationship that I'm starting, the same will happen with what happened before. Now, we are carrying with us the burden of the past. We are carrying with us the issues of the past and God says to us don't bring things of the past those things will prevent you from finishing that which you started number one it will discourage you number two if you are bringing your past successes there's a possibility there's a likelihood that under the circumstances you will think you've arrived you will then stop you will then just pause you will then chill so child of god be careful that when you come into a project when you start something you don't bring the burdens of the past that is why even one of the translation the passion version on the verse that we just read says we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. We must let go of every wound that has pierced us. In other words, don't bring the things that have caused you harm. Don't bring the things that remind you of failure. Don't bring the things that bring discouragement, that remind you and discourage you. Don't bring those things into what you are doing. If you want to finish that what you started, make sure that you need to let go of every wound that has pierced you glory to Jesus. That is why even Paul says in Philippians, the one thing that I do, forgetting the past, forgetting the past, forgetting what is behind me and straining toward what is ahead. He says, the one thing that I do so that I can finish my race, I don't focus on what is behind, but I focus on what is ahead of me. Child of God, who's ever seen a runner running, facing backwards? You are going to trip. That is why even Jesus says, he who puts his hands on the plow, but then turns back, is not worthy of the kingdom of God. Glory to you, Jesus. If you cannot let go of your past, you cannot reach out to your future. Do you hear me? If you cannot let go of your past, you cannot reach out to your future. So come light into whatever situation. Come in with a fresh mind. Come in knowing that God's mercies are fresh every day. Glory to you, Jesus. Also, child of God, there is one thing that you need to know. That burdens were never meant to be carried by us. So don't carry things that are not necessary. Burdens were meant to be carried on our behalf. That is why Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Passion Version says, Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. Leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. 
God wants to take care of your worries. God wants to take care of your burdens. In Psalm, Psalm 68, verse 19, the Persian version says, What a glorious God! He gives us salvation over and over. Then daily He carries our burdens. Glory to Jesus. Then daily He carries our burdens. You are never meant to carry your burdens. Take all your burdens. Take all your worries to Jesus. Take all your burdens to the cross. Don't bring them to the project. Bring them to the cross. Walk away and begin to execute on that which you started. Knowing that God cares for you. Knowing that God will take care of the situation. Because you are never meant to carry your burdens. That is why the Bible in Philippians chapter 4 says do not be anxious. Do not be worried about anything, but in everything by prayer with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. Number two, how do you make sure that you finish that which you started? Persevere. Hebrews, the verse that we just read when I started, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us the amplified version looks at perseverance and says this perseverance endures and is active persistence in other words child of god if you are going to finish your race you need to persevere you need to persevere it's as simple as that now let me just give you two points about perseverance yes indeed perseverance is doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success this is perseverance and it speaks to persistence it speaks to pushing on that is why even Paul in the book of Philippians, he says, I press on, I press on. It is active persistence. That is what perseverance is. Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors to be known in this world, he has created many things. And if he hadn't persisted, we would not be enjoying the things that we enjoy. He's given many quotes, but two of the quotes that really impress me, that really touch me and are relevant to this message of persevering. One of them says, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Then he says again, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Had he not persevered, we would not be enjoying the technology that we are enjoying today. Glory to God. I said to you, I want to share just two points on perseverance number one we are commanded to persevere perseverance is not a choice perseverance is a command to us say this perseverance is a command to me 
Revelation chapter 3 verse 10, the Bible says, because you have kept my command to persevere. Because you have kept my command to persevere. Therefore, child of God, you are commanded that despite what challenges you may be facing, despite what mountains you may be facing, persevere. It is a command. That is why the Bible also says, though the righteous man may fall seven times, but he does rise again. Number two, perseverance is rewarded. Not only is it commanded, but there is a reward for those that persevere. Say to yourself, I want to be rewarded for my perseverance. Disciples of Christ never give up. Followers of Christ never give up. I want to be rewarded for my perseverance. James chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Hebrews 10 verse 36 says you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God you will receive what he has promised so child of God I've quoted two verses that say those that persevere there is a reward for them child of God when God rewards he rewards according to his standard and his standard is overflow his standard is increasingly abundantly above that is the reward that you will receive somewhere else Paul says the crown that we will receive is not perishable like the crowns received by ordinary runners on earth this crown is permanent. This crown is eternal. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, God. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 to 27, says, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly, because Paul knows there is a price. Paul knows there's a reward. Therefore, in as much as he's running, his running is not aimlessly. He says, I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I myself, I persevere, I fight not aimlessly, I run not aimlessly. My punches are not just in the air, my punches are focused at my body. Let my body not give up, but may I walk this journey in spirit so that when I'm done, I'm not found wanting, I may receive the prize. There is a prize for those that persevere. There is a prize even on earth for those that have persevered. The guy that eventually founded KFC, 
persevered many a times. Thomas Edison persevered many a times. And there were rewards. Glory to Jesus. The lady that came to Jesus and asked him to heal her daughter persevered, persisted despite getting pushback from Jesus. She persevered until she got her breakthrough. Child of God, don't give up on your projects. Persevere. Don't give up on the things that you've started. Persevere. Don't give up on your walk with Christ. It is a race. Persevere, child of God. Just as well, Paul says in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, from verse 12 to about verse 14. He says, I press on. And the reason why I press on is because I have not arrived. I have not arrived. So child of God, when you press on, you appreciate the fact that you have not arrived. Because when you arrive, you can sit like Christ who's now seated on the side of the Father to say, I have done, I have finished all that I was commanded to do on earth. I am now seated next to the Father. When you think you've arrived, that is a time where you are likely to let go. You know, studies have shown that many accidents of people driving cars happen when they are very close to their homes because in their mind, they let go of the guard. In their mind, they think they've arrived and then something happens because in their mind, they've been careful all along, but because they've now told themselves that they've arrived, they let go of the God. I'm saying to you, child of God, if you are going to finish your race, you need to always be of the position like Paul. He wrote so many books. He established so many churches, but the one thing that he was clear to make sure he doesn't fall into the trap of is to assume that he has arrived is to assume that he has reached his destination. He was still far from his destination. That is why he could say, I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. Glory to Jesus. Number three, how do you make sure that you finish that which you started? also found in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and this one is stay on your lane God has marked a race for you God has marked a track for you before you were formed in your mother's womb God prepared your walk God prepared your works God knew you are unique, you are special. 
Therefore, when you start a project, make sure that you stay on your lane. Many people start projects and then look around and see someone else doing something else and they stop what they are doing and start doing what that other person is doing. And they start on that, then they look around and they see someone doing something else and then they stop that and go and do what that other person is doing. And at the end, they finish nothing. Child of God, I'm saying to you, if you are going to finish your race, you need to stay on your lane. Now, there are many races, especially the short distance races, your 100 meters, your 200 meters. When you are given a lane, you need to stay on that lane until you finish. You may get to the finish line as the first person. But if along the way you change lanes, you will be disqualified. You know, if you are a weightlifter, they are very clear when they go to the gym that today I am going to be doing biceps. And they stick to biceps. They don't look at the other person that's doing legs and then decide I should do legs. They focus on that one part. They stay on their lane. I'm saying to you, child of God, stay on your lane because people think the next lane is better and as a result, they don't grow. You cannot keep transplanting something. It will never grow because it needs to be rooted. It needs to be grounded. Therefore, I'm saying to you, stop hopping. Stick to your lane. Stick to where God has called you to be. So when God creates you, he has a race. He has a track for you. Another version says, for the path has already been marked out before us. A path has been marked for you, for me, for him. Therefore, avoid comparing because comparison will cause you not to finish. And comparison then encourages you to switch lanes, to move from this one to that one. I am married for so many years, but I, one thing I know is that my marriage is unique. I cannot compare it with the Joneses because there I compare it with the Joneses. God has given the Joneses grace for the Joneses. If I compare and start to do like the Joneses, I might find myself not finishing the journey, not finishing my race. I thank you God that you gave me this wisdom to stick to my race, to do the things that I do in my own marriage and not focus, try and beat the Joneses because that will distress you, that will cause you to fall off the bus. There is a lane marked for you. I'm reminded of how Saul, who had been made the first king of the Jews, instead of focusing on the throne, he started being worried, focusing about the praises that were being given to a warrior. He is a king and his is to 
look after his subjects and encourage such warriors that are fighting battles to protect his throne. But what does he do? He starts to worry about the praises given to David. And instead of focusing on the throne, he starts chasing after David. And as a result, one of the reasons why he loses his throne, besides being disobedient to God, is he was pursuing someone else's lane. Child of God, I'm saying to you, don't pursue what does not belong to you. Glory to Jesus. Father, we lift up your name today. Number four, I said to you, the first one, if we're going to finish that which we started, number one, throw off everything that hinders you. Make sure that you travel light. Number two, persevere. Number three, I said, stay on your lane. There is a race marked for you and only you. Number four, keep your focus on Jesus. Glory to God. Keep your focus on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 continues to say, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The author says, for you to finish what you started, for you to finish this race, you need to stay focused on Jesus. For you to complete what you need to do, keep your focus on Jesus. Because if your focus is on Jesus, your trust is on Jesus, not on the challenges that are facing you. If you start a project, keep your focus on Jesus and make sure that whatever you do with your hands, you do as if unto the Lord. Glory to Jesus. A story is told in the Bible of Jesus coming to his disciples in a storm at night. The disciples are in a boat. And cut the long story short, Jesus is walking on water. And Peter, the first thing is Jesus is a ghost. And Jesus says, no, 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 it is, it is I. And Peter says, Jesus, if it is you, call me and I will come to you. And Jesus calls Peter and the Bible says in Matthew chapter 14 verse 29 then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Peter got off the boat and walked like Jesus towards Jesus on the water. As Peter was walking, I want to believe that his focus, I want to believe that his gaze was on Jesus. I want to believe that as Peter was walking on the water, his focus was on the word that Jesus had said, come to me. And Peter started coming. He walked on the water. The Bible does not say that when Jesus said to Peter, come, the storm come. No, it does not say that because what then happens in verse 30, the Bible says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. So in other words, so long as Peter was focused 
on Jesus. So long as Peter was focused on the one that had called him. So long as Peter was focused on the one that had given them the instruction. It did not matter what happened around him. He did not look at the things that were around him. But the minute he turned his glare, the minute he turned his focus away from Jesus, he looked and saw that this wind was strong. The waves were too strong and he couldn't believe it. Is this me that is walking? And immediately he started sinking. When did he start sinking? He started sinking when he moved his focus from Jesus. Child of God, I'm saying to you today, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Our focus needs to be on him. He's the one that brought us salvation. He's the one that is the way. So therefore, let our focus be on Jesus. Don't worry about the things that are happening around you. Don't worry about what is happening. Don't focus there because those things will stop you. Those things will prevent you. Have your focus on Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. Have your focus on Jesus. So Peter could have finished what he started. But because he moved his focus from Jesus and focus on the waves and focus on the noise he started drowning child of God your distractions can take many forms your distraction can be challenges your distractions could be what God has blessed you with your distraction could be the things of this earth that is why Paul says, if there's someone that needs to be proud of his achievements, it is me. It is me. I've got all the colors that you can think of. Circumcised at the right time. Been with scholars of note. But he then says, however, all these things are useless. All these things don't mean anything to me. All these things are garbage to me. All these things are irrelevant to me. Except Christ and Him alone. My glare, my focus is on Christ. Because if I start to focus on these other things, I will start to boast about my own abilities. I will start to boast about what I have achieved. But let my focus be on the author and the finisher of my faith. And that is why he could say, I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. Child of God, make sure that your focus is on God. Make sure that your focus is on Jesus. So that that which you started you are able to finish. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is no foundation. 
There is nothing worth pursuing. There is nothing worth standing on except that foundation laid by Christ dying for our sins because child of God, your very best is nothing compared to God. God does not look at your ability. He looks at the finished work of Christ. Therefore, as a believer, make sure that your glare, make sure that your focus is on Jesus Christ who is seated on the right side of the Father. That is why the Bible also says, let us not focus, let us not put our glare on these things that are on earth, these things that are temporal. Let our glare be on heaven. Let our focus be on heaven, in heaven, on the things that are eternal, on the things that are invisible, on the things that are everlasting. Child of God, you are going to finish that which you started. Number one, if you know that you are going to lay off all the things that you need not carry. You are going to persevere when trouble comes. You are going to stay on your lane. You are not going to compare with the Joneses. You are going to keep your focus on Jesus because Jesus is the one that said, I am the bread of life. There is nothing that you will ever need that is outside of Jesus. So make sure that your focus is on Jesus. He is the bread of life. He also then says, I am the vine. You are the branch. He then also says, I am the door. There is no breakthrough except through me. There is no entry to anything that is godly except through me. That is why the Bible says he will supply all my needs according to his glorious riches that are found in Jesus Christ, that are hanging on Jesus Christ. He became poor so that through his poverty I may be rich. He went to the cross to die for me. He is the door to eternity. Therefore, let your focus be on Jesus because Jesus is not only the door but he is the good shepherd. Hence even David could say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He is my protector. He is my cover. He is the one that feeds me. He is the one that leads me to green pastures. He is the one that protects me. Glory to you, Jesus. And then Jesus again says, I am the resurrection and the life. If you want life, child of God, let your focus be on Jesus. There is no life outside of Jesus. If you want resurrection in any situation, let your focus be on Jesus because there is no other person that will resurrect anything for you except Jesus Christ. I'm saying to you, let your focus be on Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want truth, it is found in Jesus Christ. And the more you feed on his word, the more you continue feeding on his word, the truth shall set you free. You will begin to appreciate the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
glory to Jesus. So Jesus needs to be our focus because Jesus is everything that we will ever need, child of God. Hear this message. Jesus is everything that we will ever need. He is seated on the right hand side of the Father. He finished the thing that he needed to do on earth, but today he is interceding our case. He is our high priest. Glory to you, Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word for today. We just lift up your name. We give you all the glory, we give you all the honor. My God, be lifted up. My God, be exalted. And I don't want to close this message without making this call to anyone that has not made that I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You've not made Jesus Christ Lord over your life. Here's an opportunity. You just need to make a decision and then say this prayer with me. If you've made that decision, say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for my sins. Today, I ask that you forgive me my sins, and I know that my sins are forgiven. Today, Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose from the dead. I confess with the mouth that you are Lord. Today, Jesus, you are Lord over my life. I accept you. Today, I am a new creation. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You've made the right choice. You've said the right prayer. You have eternal life. Begin this journey. The Holy Spirit now dwells in you. Text us on this number so that we can walk the journey with you. We thank you, God. We give all the honor. We lift up your name in Jesus' most precious name.